0: Hello and welcome to Minding the Forest, a podcast of the Louisiana Forestry Association. I'm Jeff Zarang, media specialist for the Louisiana Forestry Association and host of Minding the Forest, where we'll talk about sustainable forestry, how important forests are to Louisiana and its economy, and how forests benefit everyone. Today, we're talking with Dr. Michael Blazier with the LSU Ag Center and Extension Service about the impacts of hurricanes Laura and Delta on Louisiana's forest industry. Dr. Michael Blazier is with the LSU Ag Center, he is a professor and forestry research project leader for LSU. He's also the statewide forestry extension specialist for the LSU Ag Center based at the Hill Farm Research Center, a research station in Homer. Michael, welcome here. Well, it's been nice to be here. Last we spoke, it was on Hurricane Laura, and actually to come forth with full information. This is the second time we sit down and do this because on the eve of Delta, we're talking about Laura, so we want to make sure we can include as much information as possible. That's right. We have to stop meeting like that. (laughs) Good heavens. Yes, please. Um, Okay. So Hurricane Laura, Category 4 storm enters at Lake Charles. blasts through Louisiana. Did not become a tropical storm until it was practically into Arkansas. That's right. The initial damages were 758,000 acres. That's right. Calculate that um, into something visual, and it's almost twice the size of Lake Pontchartrain. That's right. That's a big area. Lay down enough timber to equal what we would normally harvest in Louisiana in a year. And that's considered all uses of of wood, paper, lumber, manufactured uh wood.
1: That's right. Think about it. You you could support the entire Louisiana forest products industry with what's on the ground from uh Laura for a year.
0: I did put a number to it and calculated that for the average truckload of dimensional lumber, just that aspect of it, you could line trucks from Alexandria, Louisiana to Butte, Montana. Wow. It's it's it boggles the mind to think of that much wood on the ground. Yeah, that most of it won't be used, will it? No, and
1: you know now with the Hurricane Delta coming through the same region after Tropical Storm Beta had done the same and added a lot of more water to the ground, uh, that makes what was already a pessimistic salvage estimate much more bleak because a lot of that area is going to be inaccessible for nearly a year.
0: We were anticipating that, um, because usually it's, it's wetter around Louisiana in the winter. So there was sort of a, uh, a mad dash, if you will, to try and get as much wood off the ground as possible. Loggers were doing their best to, to get wood off the ground for that. And much of the area is going to be a bit boggy, can't get to it now. So at the best estimate, uh, I think you had said maybe 10% based on what Past figures with like Rita and, and Katrina.
1: And a lot of that's direct uh, feedback from the loggers that are in that area that themselves had experience with Hurricane Rita. Back then, a lot of the reports that were generated after Katrina and Rita were assuming a 30% salvage estimate, but scaled back for 10% for the, these events because of logger feedback that said that, you know, we never achieved 30%. It was closer to 10% after Hurricane Rita. Those were Really, entirely different circumstances. I mean, it really wasn't as powerful as Storm, was it? Um, it was. It, it wasn't as powerful all the way through the state, but it was extremely powerful in the southwest part of the state for Rita, and then Katrina for southeast. But the biggest difference between now and the years that hit is that we've lost more market
0: opportunities for our, our timber. That timber that's on the ground is now basically pulpwood, regardless of its size. Is it? That's right. Uh, the on
1: the ground feedback is that already blue stain fungus had set in a few weeks
0: ago so at that point it's unusable as structural timber well we had what we hadn't said yet was the price tag for laura itself hurricane laura 1.1 billion dollar hit to the state that's right and that's an aspect of wood coming off the ground and an ancillary uh uses, sales, businesses, jobs, things of that nature. That's right. And, and that is, that is
1: actually a conservative estimate. And think about the other things that aren't factored in when you're just doing a timber valuation of what was lost. You know, there's old, you know, there's the setback in time, uh, for folks that were nearly to the point of harvesting their timber. Now they've been taken back to square one. There's an economic loss there that's unaccounted for so far. And then there was infrastructure damage
0: to our mills. The economy right now in the forest products industry is we've just got a whole lot more wood than we could use in the markets that are available to us. With this damage looking forward, what will that mean to the market?
1: Well, I think in in the area that was affected, uh, some of the feedback is that over time, the remaining timber should become more valuable. I mean, uh, some of the consultants have- Spoken with said, you know, the growth to drain ratio is suddenly uh, more equilibrated in that area. It was already kind of a, uh, like you said, a strained situation that there wasn't as many market opportunities for the amount of wood that we had, where now that we've lost some of that, uh, optimistically viewing it as that the remaining timber should be more valuable in the years ahead.
0: We hope. That's right. Well, I know we're always pushing for more markets, hoping for more markets. But that, you know, right now it's an area where GP unfortunately uh, closed down its dimensional lumber mill in Quincy, so that kind of hurts that that area as well. Um, So we're looking at Hurricane Delta now, uh, right on the heels of of Laura, and you calculated those damages rather to one hundred and fifty nine thousand acres on top of the. That's Right now,
1: now there is some overlap within that eight right, you know, yeah. that would be newly damaged acres within the affected area. So, you know, if you think about uh, you know, voids in the timber, uh, you know, th- from downed trees, there's the, the affected region
0: is really similar, but we've got newly downed trees, uh, from, from the next event. So, now we're talking about between two storms, uh more than twice the size of Lake Pontchartrain, right. an acreage of, of downed trees, damaged trees, anywhere from minor to extreme? That's right. There were some that would be categorized
1: as very severe. Um, this one was more constrained to the Calcasieu. Uh, you know, Vernon took a pretty good loss again. I think the reason we see uh, Vernon... Having a lot of timber laws per unit area, so I think a lot of that has to do with the presence of the Kasachi National Forest there, where they have large, long rotation pine. And uh, you know, when those go down, it
0: takes a lot of value with it. So where do we go from here? I know we had talked earlier about federal programs that will be cost-shared that can help... What, clear the ground and get ready for planting well yes that, that's that's what a lot of the
1: the relief efforts are focused on is uh helping get that debris out of the way so we can regenerate those forests or simply to get the debris you know into a smaller form or you know like mulched or, or burned or something even in stands that we intend to carry forward you know it's still a strain on landowners you know these are cost reimbursable Uh, programs that they still have to go out of pocket to get the work done so if they lack the capital to get some of that done then they're still in a hard situation
0: there. So the landowners really are in a pinch. Those who who don't have the wherewithal and I think there's sometimes there's the misconception that well, wow, if you own land then you're rich and that's not necessarily true. That's right. So these folks have to have the capital up front in order to take advantage of what the um, Farm Service Agency has uh, to offer them.
1: Add that to the fact they probably have home damages that they're commanding their, their resources to. How do we recover? What, what do we do first? Well, I, I think the efforts that are underway right now to try to minimize the impacts of the debris is the first place to start because, you know, not not just insect problems, it can generate, it's fire risk as well. So, you know, think of that as a triage situation. first thing we got to do is nurse along the remaining timber to, in that region to make sure it doesn't get damaged through these secondary means in the years ahead. Um, after that, it's just
0: getting forests replanted. So, I think the Department of Ag and Forestry, they have set up some extra traps to kind of monitor what's going on with the uh, southern pine beetle and things of that nature. That's right, and they coordinate
1: and collaborate with the U.S. Forest Service who is doing the same as well. Do y'all pick up any of that data and and use that to, to help in studies? Yes, I know we have entomologists within LSU Ag Center that work in close collaboration with LDAF and uh, the uh, U.S. Forest Service to uh, help monitor and come up with new ways of helping control some of these insects.
0: Landowners can get help with uh, the cost share programs, but they still take a huge hit because some of the timber on the ground that they anticipated being able to sell and get those resources to further their management plans, now that's gone. Absolutely. In
1: fact, after this interview, I'm going over to Beauregard Parish this afternoon and visit with a landowner. Her and her husband are an elderly couple. Uh, they had about 100 acres of timber. They had just put out bids on it for, uh, for clear-cutting to supplement their retirement savings, and then Laura took nearly all of it out. Uh, and it's heartbreaking, and I know that's one story among millions we have in this state right now. Is there any other help out there for those folks? None that I'm aware of yet. I mean, I know we're still waiting on Congress to see what happens there, but uh, you know, we we don't have
0: anything at this point that I can think of. Dr. Michael Blazer, who is a professor, research forestry research project leader for LSU, also a statewide forestry extension specialist for LSU Ag Center. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Minding the Forest, a podcast of the Louisiana Forestry Association. If you'd like to learn more about sustainable forestry, the LFA and its programs, and how you can be part of an organization that supports landowners, loggers, and wood manufacturers in the state, go to LAforestry.com. Remember, at the Louisiana Forestry Association, we're mining the forest for you.